President Trump releases an ad and CNN throws a fit. California tries to eliminate more jobs and sources of income. And let's take a look at the political issues with coronavirus, the tyranny, the heartstrings being pulled. But I think it's time we're actually really honest about it, both on the left and the right. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, here we are, back to the reality and the world, and again, we have so much news. It just keeps pumping out. Well, the Trump campaign released another campaign video, and it was it was a pretty devastating video against those who think that Trump actually bungled this entire Wuhan flu thing, which is everybody, um, and it made quite a few Democrats look really bad, and it wasn't just an attack on Biden, but it made, not only did it make the Democrats look bad, he looked really good. The video was really only about a minute long, but it did, it was like that video of Nancy Pelosi when she was doing her ice cream thing. It was really that effective a bit video, but CNN was not so impressed. But first, let's let's listen to the video. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Hysterical xenophobia. Be giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. <laughs> Together, we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you, and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war, and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. I encourage you to go to uh, www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and actually watch the video. You can also see it on YouTube. I'm not particularly, I don't really care where you see it, but you should see it if you haven't already because it's probably going to be pulled pretty soon. But it was a very positive, powerful video. And what was positive about it was the admittance of Democrats that the federal government is doing a good job. Um the federal government is giving whatever they can give, that they've been responsive, that we have done things when this virus started uh, cruising around the United States to try and prevent tons and tons of death, uh, millions. Now, let's not forget, we're at 67,000 dead right now. We're probably going to be around 100. We're probably going to be about 100, 150,000. We're going to talk more about that a little later. But the reality is they were talking a million to 2.4 million on the initial on the initial um, estimates. So it's been a good job. Now, if you see the video, there's literally maybe three seconds of Wolf Blitzer Inter, uh, interviewing Dr. Sanjay Up, Gupta, 
Gupta. I've seen Dr. Gupta interviewed a bunch of times. And one of the things that he basically said is that it should have been 2 million dead, but because we did something, we're not going to have 2 million dead. So uh, was it taken out of context? I don't know. I didn't see the full video. But basically, Blitzer and the doctor are admitting that what, if Trump did not act, um, there was going to be 2 million dead, 1 million dead. Now, we're not really sure what it said. I really didn't care. But CNN decided to release a cease and desist order. That's awesome. So here's what CNN said. A lawyer for CNN's parent company, Warner Media, has written a cease and desist letter to the, pre to the President Trump's re-election campaign over the misleading contents of the new campaign ad. Warner Media says that the Trump ad is misusing CNN news coverage in a way that is false, misleading, and deceptive. Now, I find that absolutely amazing because CNN is false, misleading, and deceptive. They say this about the president all the time. And I, I, I really, I think this is more fodder for President Trump. I do not think he should pull the ad. I think he should keep the ad out there. And I think that CNN should actually take him to court. And let's just see what's going to happen after that. CNN has been lying left and right. And this was a positive ad. This was not a negative ad. He never talked about CNN and how bad they are, their lies. He didn't even put CNN into the, he didn't even put CNN on the defensive here. It was literally three seconds, four seconds. It didn't take that long. He could, Trump could easily just pull that three, four seconds and the ad is still, the uh, campaign ad is going to be fantastic. I say don't do it. Keep it. And the first thing, you know what Trump's going to say when someone asks it, asks him a question about it. I'm sure we're going to hear about it on Wednesday. He's going to ask, they're going to ask him, well, you are being told to cease and desist on a campaign ad. And what's Trump going to say? Well, my campaign ad, that's the most anyone has seen of CNN fake news in I don't know how long he wins. It was actually a very positive ad. Well, Brian Stelter, um, Humpty, Humpty Dumpty of CNN, has decided to explain the situation. So this is what he actually said on his show. Uh, I can't remember what his show's name is, but it's something really stupid. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, true, I, I don't know, I don't really care. Um, this is what he said. The ad takes a segment from CNN's The Situation Room out of context. On March 30th, anchor Wolf Blitzer asked Dr. Sanjay Gupta, well, is it accurate that if these steps had not taken, been taken, put in place, the stay-at-home orders, the social distancing orders, as the president said yesterday, it could have been 2 million people down here in the United States, 2 million dead. Gupta responded, I mean, you know, these are all models, Wolf. It's a little tough to say, but you know, if you talk about something that is spreading, you know, very robustly throughout a community, you know, two or three times more contagious than the flu and up to 10 times, perhaps even more than that, more den deadly than the flu, then yes. Blitzer's question was about stay-at-home orders and social distancing. But in the campaign ad, that portion of the question was omitted. 
after Blitzer and Gupta were shown on screen, the ad cuts to the tape video that invokes Trump's restrictions on travel from China, like an airport screen showing canceled flights. So what? In other words, okay, we still don't have two million dead. That was the point of the ad. And it's because of what the Trump administration did. That's what the ad actually says. I don't even remember anything in the video saying anything about travel restrictions. It's just saying there could have been, Wolf Blitzer asked, could there have been two million dead? And Gupta said, yeah, there could have been. There's not. Is basically, that's all the video was making out to be. So go ahead, Sue. Let's see what happens. But here's the other thing I want to point out. Even Gupta said, Wolf Blitzer, the problem with our media is it's everything's an absolute. And we talked about absolutes in the last uh, podcast. Everything's an absolute. It's black or white. And Blitzer was asking a black or white question, and Gupta was just like, it's not a black and white answer. I mean, yeah, it could be. It might not be. So he said, well, yeah, if it's this and that, yeah, yeah, it could have been. So, I mean, the Trump campaign can sit back and say whatever they want. They can sit there and say, well, I mean, Blitzer keeps asking this guy an absolute question trying to make Trump look bad. And Blitzer, and Blitzer never made look Trump look bad. So even with Stelzer, who is an idiot, by the way, even though Stelzer basically said, oh, well, he misled. He made it sound like it was the to travel. Well, the stay-at-home order was something he was recommended. Trump doesn't believe in stay-at-home orders. But what difference does it make? That wasn't the point of the video. The point of the video is the federal government and the Trump administration helped to save lives. Uh, Again, with the video, you had Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo both saying the same thing. The federal government was there, and those were true. They both said that. And the states that, I mean, the states that are not following the federal government, they're having problems one way or the other. So it the, the big thing is this actually just shows how bad CNN is. This was a, a video that was really, it had nothing to do with CNN. It didn't even focus on CNN. CNN was barely in it. Wolf Blitzer was actually there for 10 seconds, for what, a second, two seconds? Watch the video. You'll sit back and say, why is CNN throwing a fit? Because it's an effective ad. That's why CNN's throwing a fit. Just like the ad, the last ad with Nancy Pelosi. Everyone threw a fit about that ad. The reason? It was an effective ad. These are effective ads. And what's beautiful about them? They're not negative ads. No one's attacking Joe Biden here. Well, they did, sort of. But they weren't really attacking Joe Biden. It was talking about the success. This is where Joe Biden is going to have huge problems in this election. All he keeps doing is, one, he keeps saying what he would do, which is what um, uh, President Trump had already done. Everything that, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, everything that Trump, that Biden said he would do, Trump had already done. And this is Biden hiding. Biden probably has no idea. He's hiding in a 
cellar someplace. So it just shows you how twisted CNN is. And the reason I've never seen is who watches CNN anymore? CNN is, I think, a third of Fox News. MSNBC is kicking CNN's butt. And that's awesome. Because at least MSNBC is liberal and they're left-leaning and that's what they do. Everyone knows it. I can actually tolerate uh, MSNBC, but CNN, no. Just, just a terrible news station. In another lawsuit, which, by the way, was not unexpected, uh, California has decided to sue uh, Uber and Lyft for violating the new California law about the classification of workers. So, attorney Xavier Becerra, who's got to be like the worst human being in the world, and I'm sure he'll end up being the California governor eventually because California is corrupt. And I don't think we even have a Republican in California anywhere. There, I mean, you've got cities that are Orange County, San Diego, that are pure red cities. Riverside, they're all run by Democrats. Gee, I wonder why. Could it be because they cheat during elections? Uh, we're going to get into the cheating during the election thing because right now during COVID-19, a lot of people are talking about you know mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and fun stuff like that. Well, the Democrats are. No one else wants it. So we're going to get into that because that's another crap thing. They're already doing that in California and Look who's winning. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, nothing Nothing says uh, handling a pandemic like a lawsuit that takes away jobs and takes away income for people. Under the California law, uh, which went into effect on January 1st, uh, known as AB5, companies must prove workers are free from company control and perform work outside the usual course of business in order to classify workers as independent contractors rather than employees. Of course, the lawsuit was filed in San Francisco, where it will probably be pushed. And some of the things that really make this law dangerous for Uber and Lyft and actually uh, any drive-by service, for example, Uber Eats, any of those those uh, services that actually send food to you, send whatever, what's dangerous about that is that it's going to require certain worker protections, including minimum wage overtime, paid sick leave, and unemployment insurance, which are what employees are entitled to, well, in California and just about everywhere. Now, this was, when this law passed, I thought this is the stupidest thing I had ever heard. But I tell you what, I California deserves what they actually get. Um, so Xavier says, uh, Californians who drive for Uber and Lyft lack basic worker protections from paid sick leave to the right to overtime pay. We're going to get, what an idiot. He's, this is great. When you take a limo to work all the time paid for the, by the state, I, obviously, uh, Xavier has never actually talked to an Uber driver or been in an Uber because none of these guys work overtime. They work when they feel like working. I continue. Uber and Lyft claim their drivers aren't engaged in the company's core mission and not 
and cannot qualify for benefits. Sometimes it takes a pandemic to shake us into realizing that what that really means and who suffers the consequences. That's interesting because this brings up the same crap that Democrats, let's change the system. That's what we want to do. By the way, the law was passed well before the pandemic. They were going to do this anyway. So to sit back and say, this is Xavier Becerra, who's a complete freaking moron, saying, well, now that we have the pandemic, we should do this. Okay, here's what's going to end up happening. Here is what's going to end up happening. If this lawsuit goes through, and I, I got news for you, they're going to they're gonna sue. It's probably going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. This is not one that is going to get away. Uber's making too much money. Lyft is making too much money. These guys are not going to tolerate this crap in California. And don't be surprised if the lawsuit doesn't isn't started just by Uber, but it's started by Uber drivers. Because here's what people don't under here's what the California doesn't understand. California politicians don't understand in their Humvees, their private jets, and their limousines that the people who drive Uber drive Uber for a extra cash. B, they're in between jobs. They can pick and choose their hours. They don't have to, they're not stuck driving from eight to five. But see, the problem is if the California actually gets their way, Uber's going to get stuck actually controlling people. I don't understand how they can be reclassified as employees. They're, they're, I, I, I can't see, I was a contractor at one point. I don't see the difference. Uber drivers make based on what they do. And then they have to pay taxes at the end of the year and good stuff like that. But what's going to actually end up happening if Uber has to pay employees? Well, they're going to leave California. That's all. Like everybody else is leaving California. New York's trying to do the same thing. And everyone's leaving New York. Look at what's happening. It's garbage. All this law does is kill jobs, kill income, and destroy free enterprise. The concept of Uber, the concept of Lyft, the concept of Uber Eats, these are brilliant ideas. So now people who cannot actually work now in during a pandemic, maybe they drive. I've driven with a couple Lyft people, uh, Uber people, and they told me, yeah, I can't find a job, so I'm just driving. And they're still getting a lot of rides. Uber Eats, same thing. They're getting a lot of calls now. So people who were unemployed can do Uber Eats and they can make some money. They can make some income. But leave it to frickin' California to screw it up. It's bad enough 20% of us are unemployed. I'm not, but 20% of us are employed. It's just something more that California decides to destroy more of the economy because, well, I mean, that's what California wants to do. They want to destroy the economy. We want poverty. Poverty leads to socialism. Poverty leads to discontent. Discontent leads to socialism. So good for you, California. Let's just see how that works out. I am so sick of these politicians. 
I can't lie to you. I am sick of them. I think they're horrid human beings. They're tyrants. The governor Whitmer from uh, Whitmer from uh, Michigan. Uh, not Andrew Cuomo, but uh, De Blasio. The governor from um, the governor from New Jersey. Heck, even Gavin Newsom, who I've always thought did an okay job. I don't. I don't think he does a great job. He did an okay job, and that's because he worked with the federal government, and he did a couple things that I actually really appreciated and respect. But, you know, this week, Gavin Newsom decided to close the beaches. Uh, that idiot Garcetti, the uh, mayor of Los Angeles, decided to close all the beaches and all the parks. I mean, Garcetti was filling skateboard parks with sand. What a freaking idiot. And so they closed all the beaches. And then, so what happened? Well, it was last weekend. It was 90 degrees. People went to the beach. So where'd they go? They went to Ventura. They went to Orange County beaches. Or they went to the parks in Burbank, which Burbank is not L.A. County, L.A. City. So Garcetti has no rule there. So what did Gavin Newsom do this weekend? And he kind of did it quietly. Or it was half-heartedly. How about that? So he closed the beaches in Orange County and he closed the beaches in Ventura. Okay, what are you closing beaches for? Yes, we got to worry about COVID-19 and things like that. It's 90 degrees. This is the American spirit. It's not going to happen. Then you have this freaking moron over in Chicago. And we've got to be honest about Chicago. Chicago's got some real problems. So Lori Lightfoot decides, you know what? You're all supposed to be in your house, period. Absolutely, period. And she wants you in your house. So listen to Lori Lightfoot, because this is kind of a trip from a woman whose city is killing 70 people a weekend. Now, I've directed Superintendent Brown to order all police districts to give special attention to these parties. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. There should be nothing unambiguous about that. Don't make us treat you like a criminal. But if you act like a criminal and you violate the law and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in the city in the middle of a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. Now, I'm from Chicago. And when I saw Lori Lightfoot, who is a lesbian, she looks like a lesbian. She's proud to be a lesbian. She's a horrid woman. I knew she was a horrid woman when she was running. This is a city where gang members are killing people every weekend. They've got 50 to 70 shootings. This is a city, a city, not a state. This is a city where more were dying per year than were dying in Iraq and Afghanistan. And she wants to arrest people because... 
They want to hang out with their families. Now, is it advisable you hang out with your family? Probably not. I haven't seen my dad in a while. But does that mean you sit back and you throw someone in jail for the sin of having a barbecue at somebody's house? Or you go to church? Or you do things like that? This is tyranny. This is tyranny. And what a lot of people don't realize, this broad is releasing people from jail. Because we're afraid the criminals are going to get catch COVID-19. I really don't care if the criminals catch COVID-19. Here's something wild and crazy. You don't want to be in jail and risk yourself to COVID-19. Don't get put in jail. But the reality is, now she's going to waste police resources in the most violent city in the United States, or at least close to the most violent city in the United States. And you're going to start putting people in jail because they want to hang out together? This is tyranny. This is where it comes to. And she's using that excuse to be a tyrant, to save people's lives. Here's a newsflash. We're going to get we're going to get into this. I swear to God, we are not tonight. We're not going to get into it tonight because I got two more stories. But we're going to talk about saving people's lives. Is this thing going to disappear? Hint, hint, hint. It's not. We are going to see another wave of this. The stay-at-home order, which I'm pretty sure I said before, I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought it was a bad idea. I thought it was a bad idea because I think the only way we're going to get through this is to catch it. Someone like me, I'm not too worried about it. A bunch of people at work, I, I don't think anyone at work has to worry about it. It's people who are susceptible who have pre-existing conditions, who have to worry about it. And these tyrants that are sitting back and say, you can't go to the beach, you can't go outside, you can't, you stay at home, you do not, you do not gather in groups of 10 or more, or we're going to arrest you. They're not solving any problems. And exactly what plans do these people have? What does Lori Lightfoot see for her city by holding people in and keeping businesses closed? It's tyranny. And the reality is the left, a lot of the left, not progressives. There are some people I think are doing this because they think it's right. I think Gavin Newsom really thinks that opening the beaches is a bad thing because people are going to spread it. I understand what they think. I think they're wrong, but I understand that. I, I personally don't think we can open absolutely everything. But I'm also biased. I think we should open something. And that's because I'm a right winger. I'm a conservative. Gavin Newsom's a, lib- a leftist. But even he and Andrew Cuomo admit, we're going to have to open this up eventually. But to sit back and Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom have never sat there and said, we're going to throw you in jail. You may have some police that are a little bit rambunctious and they... You know, you, you, you do see things. But for the most part, nobody is really looking to throw anyone in jail because, well, they're not going to be in jail. They're releasing people, for Christ's sake. You're going to keep some guy in jail because he doesn't want to social distance, but you're going to release, like, rapists and murderers? This is happening. This is happening in Washington, Oregon, California, New York, They're releasing violent criminals. There's story after story about it. So what does Lori Lightfoot 
who is releasing criminals from jail, expecting to actually gain by throwing good citizens in jail. And this brings me to another point. In Los Angeles, gun stores are considered non-essential. You're releasing prisoners from the jails, but you're closing gun stores so that regular people can't have a gun to protect themselves? Well, why is that? Because these people are tyrannical and they don't want free citizens having weapons. That's why. Now, I mean, there are things like, for example, they had the protests in Michigan uh, last this weekend, this past weekend. And you saw these guys with long guns, with <clears throat> uh, with uh, magazines on their chests. This was a little extreme. This was a bad optic. No, don't do that. You want to protest, that's fine. Go protest. But I mean, bringing a long gun to a <laughs> to a the government building, the the governor's building in Michigan, not a good look. Don't do that. And these were nut jobs. These were some of these were far right. Not all of them. Some of them. Just a few of them. They're the ones that got the of course, they got the media attention. Because that's what we do. But I don't want to end up, and, and maybe they see Whitmar in Michigan, which is where this protest took place. Maybe they see Whitmar as that kind of tyrant. I do. I think the I think the gal's nuts. And I got news for you. She is in line to be uh, uh, Joe Biden, sleepy, creepy Joe Biden's vice president. I think she's blown it now. They'll never elect her elect him if she's in line to be president, which Biden's kind of pushing. Biden's going to die. He said this already. And it's going to be the vice president. Obama said that. So this is not looking good. But it's not a good optic, even though I truly believe that I think these tyrants need to realize, you know what, you don't own the people. And here's the weird thing. These people are getting their thousands a month paychecks from the people. So I think it's kind of sick. I was going to do Cuomo's quote. Uh, I think I'm going to hold that off because I I, I really think this is one we need to listen to Cuomo and tear down this interview, this, this statement that he had on his show. It was the first show that he actually showed up at CNN headquarters after having COVID-19, so he's been out for over a month. But, oh, by the way, Lori Lightfoot, just a little FYI. This is a gal who's going to throw people in prisons or jails because they get together, they don't social distance. And this broad got a haircut in the middle of this whole pandemic. So, again, the hypocrisy, it's all there. So we're going to hold off on Chris Cuomo because I do have two stories that are just are just stupid beyond all belief. And, of course, they involve the transgender community. So let's talk about those. So the first story is about actress Gabriella Union and her husband, uh, former NBA star Dwayne Wade. They they announced that their child, a 12-year-old boy, decided to identify as a female. Well, this... 
of course, got nothing but praise from everybody, which was kind of weird. Of course, people like me were like, oh, God, here we go again. Well, she ended up, um, this uh, Gabriella Union, decided to go on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And, of course, Ellen DeGeneres is a lesbian. She's married to another woman. That's fine. I have no problem with Ellen DeGeneres. Her politics are a little weird, but they're not really that weird. I mean, this is a woman who got crap because she was talking to um, President, ex-President George W. Bush at a baseball game. So it's not crazy. So this is what Ellen said. I know this is silly to say because, you know, who doesn't love their children unconditionally? But I guess a lot of people don't. But it's so amazing how supportive you've both been. Now, I think this is kind of funny um, that I guess you have to accept your child's mental condition as unconditional love and not question it and not do anything with it. Let the little boy dress like a little girl and never question it. That's unconditional love. I don't think it's unconditional love. My son started using drugs. I, I jumped all over him. I didn't take his decisions lightly. But anyway, okay, so this is what this broad says. I mean, to us, it's a little, is this Ellen who's, yes. I mean, to us, it's a little odd to get any kind of recognition for doing what, you know, you're supposed to do, which is to love and accept and embrace your kids. So it's odd to get recognition for that. But unfortunately, there are so many people who just don't. They just don't. And so many people who really, truly feel like their kids are disposable. Wow. If they're not perfect images of them, they, are not in, they aren't interested. And it's heartbreaking. So for us, we are doing what's natural to us and loving her. It's a him. There she is. There's our girl. Yeah, we just want happy, healthy, you know, compassionate kids she uh, this ellen then responds well first off no (laughs) what kind of trash is this if i don't accept that my kid is a little boy when he's a little boy that makes the kid disposable based their perfect images of me none of my kids are like me thank freaking god none of my kids are like me They would turn out, they would just be an absolute mess if they turned out like me. And so, what, when did, and and, and here's the other thing. Yeah, we just want a happy, healthy, you know, compassionate kid. Well, first off, happy, how do you know? Healthy. I don't think the kid's healthy. The kid's obviously got gender dysphoria. He's 12 years old. He's not even... He's not even at puberty yet, and he's making decisions to change himself from a little boy to a little girl. And compassionate, what does compassion have anything to do with anything? You can have straight kids that are compassionate. My kids can be wrong. My kids can be stupid. Kids are stupid. That's the thing. A 12-year-old kid is a stupid kid. But Ellen seems to buy into this crap. Isaiah, um, who is the name of the boy who thinks he's a girl who's Wade's and uh, whatever this other gal's name is, Union's 
daughter, son, whatever. It's a son, okay? Zaya is very, very lucky to have both of you as parents. And it is unfortunate that a lot of people have children thinking they can mold them and make them who they want them to be and certain and have a certain idea of what they are supposed to turn out like. But they all turn out different. Here's, here's the whole thing with that. This is so stupid. Children are not independent entities. They don't want to be independent entities. They need to be led. They don't know what they're doing. They're dumb. The, the human mind does not even develop. And that's if it develops correctly in the first place until about age 25. Your goal as a parent is not to embrace every stupid freaking idea that a kid has. It is to put that kid on the right path. That path may not be your own path. My dad loves the path I'm on right now, but my dad also no doesn't really care for the other things I do. He doesn't care. He doesn't like my writing. He thinks my reading is is overdone. He thinks my running is bad for me. There's lots of things I do that I don't. I, my dad wouldn't have done, even though, be honest with you, my running is because of my dad. I started running because of my dad, because he was fat and he wanted to lose weight. A parent's job is not to jerk their kids off for whatever little crazy idea they have. For example, hey, this kid wants to find out what it's like when you stick a fork into a light socket or into an electrical socket. Is that something you're going to let the kid do to, to help him or her grow? their uh grow their independence and their compassion oh come on stop this kid obviously has issues you do not sit back and say that a kid is transgender at 12 years old and this is the other thing that really drives me crazy about this whole transgender thing what drives me crazy is i've always felt like a woman in sight what exactly does that feel like what does a woman know what it's like to be a man? How does she know what it feels like to be a man? How does a man know what a woman feels like? These are just logically, reasonably, philosophically, it doesn't make any sense. And it's definitely not going to make any sense if a 12-year-old is making these decisions. That kid cannot argue. That kid doesn't know what it feels like to be a woman because he doesn't even know what it feels like to be a boy. Or to be a man. He's 12. He doesn't even know what the parts of a woman are. He has no idea unless he was abused. So Ellen continues. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Union continues. We are proud. And when I say proud, we are proud parents of a child in the LGBTQRSTWX plus community. And we are proud allies as well. That's what Wade said. Dwayne Wade said that. Excuse me. Um, so what are they doing? They're freaking uh, uh, virtue signaling. This kid, they're not worried about that kid. They don't care about that kid. They have no problem telling how nobody else cares about that kid because they don't want the, their kids wearing dresses when they're boys. Or thinks that, okay, let's go to church or let's go and let's get you talk to someone. I mean, you may be gay. The reality is a lot of kids who have gender dysphoria end up homosexual. That's fine. But in, I don't even think at 18 you should have the option to have a sex change operation. It's permanent. 
And suicide amongst transgenders is actually quite high. I mean, even Bradley Manning or whatever he calls himself, the guy who was a traitor to the country, he attempted suicide. Yeah, we see how becoming the person he thought he was turned out to be. It's usually a mental problem. And with gender dysphoria, especially in kids, which happens in quite a number of kids, it's normal. And they grow out of it. But you should not support a freaking... You should not support a freaking disease, a mental illness, or at least some a, a mental de a developmental problem within the kid. If the kid were dyslexic, would you say, well, that's okay? You can read, you could not read because it's okay? Or if the kid were bipolar, well, that's okay if you kill those little puppies because you are who you are. Bipolarism, sociopathy, um, uh, dyslexia, all these developmental issues are natural, just like gender dysphoria. But we feel the need to treat those, right? We're not sitting back and say bipolar disorder is something that, hey, it's no treating. That's just the way they are. Go. No, we treat schizophrenia. We treat that. Schizophrenia is natural. Sometimes what's natural and what's normal are different. Natural means nature says this is how it is. That's why little Zaya, whatever his name is, is never going to be a girl. He may think he's a girl. And obviously, they're going to let people, they're going to they're gonna let him be a girl. Okay, great. He's not a girl. That's because nature says, you're a boy. Get over it. End of story. No matter what he does, what a surgery he goes through, that obviously are going to be supported and paid for by his parents. It's sick. I think it's absolutely sick. It's not that the uh, other parents who don't agree with them are abandoning their kid or treating their kids as disposable. They're treating their kid as a virtue signal. They're trying to show the left how great they are as far as parents go. And you know how you can tell? They're on the Ellen DeGeneres show talking about it. It's really, really, really sick. And I didn't talk about it the first time because I was just like, okay, whatever. It's just, it's stupid, but whatever. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow calling her kid, I don't know what name, you know, Algae or whatever the na she named the kid so he could have a gender neutral name or she. We don't even know what the sex of the kid is because they want gender neutrality. It's stupid, it's sick, and it's child abuse. The last story, Bob Barker has got to be turning in his grave. And if he isn't turning in his grave, um, uh, he's going to be dead soon. I, because I'm sure when he founded The Price of Right, The Price is Right, he never thought for the life of him that this would happen to his show. But CBS, in another display of virtue signaling, has decided to go in that direction. The drag queen, RuPaul, and a drag queen is a guy who dresses as a woman. 
I don't think he's considered a transgender. He's just a guy that dresses as a woman. Has decided that, has made an agreement with CBS and The Price is Right to do a charity special on The Price is Right for, get this, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, there you go. So you've got a drag queen who has decided to do a charity service for a charity service for Planned Parenthood, which does an abortion thing. Could we go any further left than that? So this is what uh, was reported. Uh, this is by Deadline. CBS aired two Prices Right at Night specials in December, which proved to be ratings winners. Uh, David Boraz, Mark Max Therio, Neil Brown Jr., Al Buckley, Tony Trucks, Justin Melnick, and Dita the Dog from the CBS action drama SEAL Team appeared on the special and became the most watched entertainment program of its night. While Seth Rogen was chosen to come on down, and his episode became the top broadcast of the night in viewers from all the key demos. That's um, awesome. RuPaul decided they, so CBS had reason to want to do this. They get a lot of viewers. Well, if you can do it and you can virtue signal at the same time, boom, it's a double-edged, it's a double-edged double, double win there. So what RuPaul said uh, to Marie Claire Magazine, that his mother used to work at Planned Parenthood, and he said, and I'm assuming it's a he. I like RuPaul. I don't have a problem with RuPaul. But I, I'm assuming if he is a drag queen, he's actually a he. Maybe she's a she. If he's dressed, she's a she. The picture on the story on Daily Wire has him dressed as a man. So I'm assuming it's a he. I don't know. He, she said, women in our culture have been marginalized and so really beaten down. We live in a masculine dominated culture. How dare some men tell a woman what to do with her own body? That is outrageous. Outrageous. As a human, that is a big issue for me. That really strikes a chord. Oh. Okay, first off, let's 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 go. Okay, yes, women were marginalized. But since they were given the vote back in 1920, how have they been marginalized? Every Every statistic that these idiot leftists talk about is complete BS. Women are not paid 70 cents to the dollar to the man. That's not true. That is an absolute lie. Men die faster. Men go to war. Men hold the more dangerous jobs. Men are still expected to support the family. I mean, I've got a girlfriend who is excruciatingly independent and she sits back and says that she mean uh, she believes a man should be supportive one way or the other, that that's what it is to be a man. And she's not wrong. She's not. I, it, there is this double standard, and it's against men. It's not for men. Hey, I yes, women couldn't vote a hundred years ago. They've been voting ever since. And it's the same thing when we talk about race. It's the same thing. It has nothing to do with what we were in the past. The United States was evil at one point. We did evil things. We were never evil. The country was never evil. It's like that 1619 project that the New York Times Magazine came out with. 
where the United States is just an evil country, that this country wasn't founded on principles. It was founded on racism and slavery. It, it wasn't. I am so sick and tired of the victimhood. I'm reading a great book right now. Um, I'll have to look it up. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it, it basically talks about how victimhood has become a virtue, and it really isn't. It's such crap, and I'm so tired of it. It's so old. We haven't had slavery in a hundred and oh, geez, 160 years. We've actually fought a civil war over it. Women were able to vote over 100 years ago. And all this stuff was voted on by white men, fought by white men. Things like this. It's just, it's so old how one group can be victimized all the time. The other group can be the victimizers. But here's what's worse. This whole thing, I forget, this whole thing benefits abortion. In Newsflash, a, a woman's body... It's not about a woman's body. If a woman wants to get a boob job, that's fine. If a woman wants to get a hysterectomy, that's fine. If a woman wants whatever, that's fine. It's not about her body. It's about the body inside of her, which isn't hers. It may be part of her at the moment, but it's still a separate human being. And to have some guy who dresses as a girl virtue signal to support a group that kills babies. It's just disgusting. I'm so tired of it. Okay, well, I've gone way over. So you can follow me on Twitter at Runfool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, there you'll find show notes, uh, links, and videos, full videos, and any type of um, graphics I might have. And now let's take a look at the video we're gonna, or the um, music song we're going to play. I love all sorts of music, and this is this will seem a little odd considering the rest. This is industrial. It's by a, a group called it's called Kyber Pass by Ministry. And I actually heard this song uh, when I was watching. Oh, what was that movie? It was a really good movie. Um, Hurt Locker, The Hurt Locker. Great movie. This was the ending song, which really had an impact. Just a great song, great movie. Uh, so enjoy Kyber Pass by Ministry. Have a good night. Have a good day. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.